Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Welcome back to another episode of Everybody's Homegirl Podcast with me, your favorite homegirl, Tracy Cass. Today on the show, I have Sandra Smith. Sandra is the founder and co-director of Britney's Backpack Ministry, which was founded in 2009. The purpose and passion behind the ministry are to honor the life and legacy of Brittany Nicole Smith, who passed away at the age of nine from asthma. In honor of her daughter, Sandra helps to provide food, school supplies, and other resources as needed. She also sponsors and hosts community events in the community to help Black businesses. Her goals include widening the reach of Britney's Backpack Ministry to serve other communities in other states and countries. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks and have a great day. This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> hey, Sandra. Hey. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Good. How was your weekend? It was it was very interesting. It's um we attended a service on yesterday of someone who lost their daughter that I'm very close with. And so spent a lot of time in prayer, family love, and just fellowship. Oh. And then today I just rested. <laughs> The rest is always good. <laughs> so yes. Today on the show, I have Sandra Greensmith. And I've known Sandra from my years at Mount Olive, probably since I was a little girl <laughs> growing up yes. in Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church together. And I brought her on the show because Sandra invited me when I uh, published my book. She reached out to me and said, hey, I have a back a ministry and we do these events and I'd like for you to come. And I think the first time I sold out a book, so I didn't have any yes. to come. And I was like, well, I'm gonna have to miss it. So I'm thinking, well, you know, I just lost my money. <laughs> it was no big deal. <laughs> but you had another event. You was like, hey, since you paid, you can come to this one. So I appreciated that. And then when I got there, I was like, oh, this is really great. It was like a Black History Month. And you had all different types of Black businesses. And they did a program. And it was one of the best events I've attended. And uh-huh. I've seen your work on Facebook. And I'm like... That's really, really dope. So we're going to talk about it. But first, before we get a, get into that, I want you to give us some background on you. Tell people who you are, what you do, and what you want them to know. Okay. So I'm Sandra Greensmith. And yes, I have known Tracy probably since I was five or six <laughs> uh, from Mount Olive. And um, I'm a mother of two. Uh, I have a daughter who is an educator in Fort Worth ISD. And then I had another daughter, Brittany, who passed away when she was eight years old. And she was a fireball and uh, she was a baptized believer. And so we we rejoice in that. Mm -hmm. And um, by day, I am a code administrator at my job. But after work, I start all over again and we run the ministry full time. I do... um, do various things uh, in the community. It's it's my thing. I love to give. I love to 
help others and we do all that in honor of my daughter and we just we just love doing things that make an impact in the community okay well let's talk about the ministry then Brittany's backpack ministry why what is it and why did you start it okay so Brittany's backpack ministry was started in honor of my daughter Brittany passed away like I said at eight from asthma I, uh, she passed away in 2001. And so I would just do small things to honor her. But when I started going to Arlington Baptist College, which is now Arlington Baptist University, uh, I started there in 2009 uh, to do grief recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God had other plans. And so I actually majored in education. And we used to go to chapel three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So one Wednesday, I'll never forget, we were sitting in chapel and Dr. Moody, who was also my friend, but the president of the college, he asked us, what would your legacy be? And so it really hit me like a ton of bricks sitting there. Um, And I thought, you know what? I want to leave a legacy and Brittany has left a legacy with us and our family, but I want it to be more of an impact and be a legacy for the community. So right then and there, that day, I said, I'm going to start a backpack ministry in Brittany's name. And I kid you not, I walked out of chapel and uh, a friend of mine, Josh, who graduated with my, uh, with me, he also, I did a podcast with him and he reminded me that that same day, no one knew my prayer, no one knew my conversation with God, but he said, Sandra, can you help my wife and I get some backpacks? Because we want to minister to some Muslims in our community. And I thought, what? Mind you, I was a student teacher. I had no job. And I was living on grace. So I said, I'll get you some backpacks. So I bought them some backpacks. And they took those and ministered. And I think it was a f- uh, maybe a few chapels later, I ended up getting a scholarship. So that scholarship helped me to buy more backpacks. So I mentioned it to people like Angela Richards and people at my church. Hey, y'all, I'm going to be, um, you know, doing a backpack ministry. If y'all ever want to just give some used backpacks or whatever. Well, I know for Sunday after Sunday, I come into church because I sit in the same seat because I'm a creature of habit. And there was backpacks there full of supplies. No name, didn't know who sent them, had an idea. So I was able to use those backpacks to minister to the community. And then I'd go out and sometimes people would say, well, I need more than a backpack. I need this, I need that. So it came to mind to me that I used to be a salesperson and I could pretty much get anybody to buy anything. So they mentioned to me that they needed other resources. So I started calling in favors and people that I know in the community and that were my customers. Hey, this person needs that. Can you help them with that? So that became uh, something that I would do every day and still have is if I don't have the resource to provide to someone, I'm going to make sure that somebody does provide that resource. And, you know, we just did that because Brittany, uh, even though she only lived eight years, I used to take my girls out to do Meals on Wheels with me and we fed the homeless and we've done a lot of things. So that was just something that my girls knew from day one. That's what we did. If we had a little, we could still share that. And so that's been the thing. And I've been very proud with my daughter, who's been an educator, I think, for 13 years. She has never, never made her students buy supplies. She's forever giving. And I look at her sometimes and I'm like, I want to grow up and be you. (laughs) So that's... 
And that's what we want to do and continue to do is be a resource, whether we have it or not. But, you know, God keeps blessing us. It seems like the more we give, the more we receive. So I'm very thankful for that. And I pretty much spend every Sunday for an hour in my ministry office home at home organizing donations and figuring out who needs what. A lot of things I'll pull to the side, earmarking for some other organization that I know is out there doing it. And so I'll share with them. I'll call youth groups. So those things that I like to do and we like to do. And so sharing and caring and giving to the community, giving back to the community, that's what we intend to do. And so, we want to expand that. Okay. So you talk about the backpacks and making sure that the community has resources. Is there a, other than making sure they have resources, do you have a higher purpose for Britney's, Britney's backpack ministry? If so, what is it? What ultimately yes, do you I want actually, them to get? Okay, sorry about that. No, no. I don't. actually want to make a, uh, a worldwide impact. And right now we have an initiative that I actually have a call later today. Mm -hmm. We have an initiative with a company that has pretty much adopted our ministry and we want to start working on disaster relief. Mm -hmm. So oh. we want to do, we call it the care pack. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a backpack, but it's more than that. It's going to have socks and things that are needed on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, water, things that say you had a tornado and you lost everything, what would you need? So we sat down, uh, I sat down with that team and I will later today. And we talk about things that would go in a care pack and why they would go in a pack, like disposable raincoats. And like I mentioned, socks, socks is the number one thing. We, we try to never have less than 200 pairs of socks on hand because that's the number one needed item for um, the homeless, because mm -hmm. we do work with the homeless. Uh, some people will ask, why are you doing socks and flip-flops? Well, if you're out and you're in a community center or you're in a shelter, you've got to take a shower. And I personally, when I would take the girls to camp, I would take flip-flops because mm -hmm. that shower is, you know, mm -hmm. everybody's using it. So we try to do socks and flip-flops. We do that year round. Um, we just have different initiatives, but like you said, what impact, we want to be able for somebody to say, oh, I need this resource. Well, if you call, reach out to Brittany's Backpack Ministry, if they don't have it on hand, they're going to make sure that it gets to you. And that's something that I always want to be able to do that we want to do. I've had, I even had a lady in Arlington, um, Persis Foster, and she's very well known in the community. When she passed, she left me a lot of household items. I didn't know what I was going to do with them. But I tell you, in the same day that they gave me a bedroom set, a lady mm -hmm. called me and said they needed an air mattress or somewhere to sleep. That donation never made it to my house because as soon as he heard that, her, her son-in-law, he said, I'll take it to him. Same day. That, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Yeah. I, had, I was like, oh, Lord, you just gave me a bedroom set. What am I going to do with a king bedroom set? And then the lady called me an hour later and said, hey, is it any way you guys could get me an air mattress? And I'm just standing there. Mind you, my neighbor was at my house, and he said, because I had her on speaker. Mm -hmm. And he said, let me have the phone. And he told, he said, ma'am, give me your address, and I'll bring it to you. So he went and got my other neighbor, and it was so it was so sweet. They just went and took her to the bedroom set. Then 
she called me crying and I said, was everything okay? And she said, girl, they blessed me in such a mighty way. They went and bought me groceries. Oh, that so sweet. that's the kind of impact that word of mouth, people mm-hmm. seeing us out there doing because yeah, we receive a lot of donations and we give a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is to turn it over within two hours if I can. But I just, I like the fact that my neighbors uh, and I moved from there, but to this day, they still call me and they're like, hey, we got donations. They'll sort them, separate them. You know, they even have a target because they know what I do and they volunteer with us. So they're like, remember last year we went to the shelter? They could use this. So I feel like that's so impactful mm-hmm. uh, for people to basically know what I want to say before I say it. Because everybody knows if y'all give me something, I'm going to give it away. That's why I tell people don't give me stuff on my birthday. I love y'all, but if I know somebody needs it, they're going to get it. So that's just the way we are. That's the way Henretta raised us. And so I laugh about that because they always see it. Sandra's going to give away the whole house. (laughs) And now my sisters are out there volunteering with me. And they said, I told you, told you growing up, you were just going to give everything away. (laughs) I said, and that is the goal. And so I, you know, I want that legacy. Um, Yeah. So that that's that's what we want to do. We just want to be such. I <laughs> I just want our name to be associated with giving, love, charity, uh, resources, kindness, mm-hmm. um, just filling a need. So yeah, I want our name to be associated with. I think we really are. That is true now. But I want it to be everywhere. I want somebody way over there, not in just. It's in the Metroplex saying, man, I really need air mattress or I need this. Who can I just call to get it and not have to fill out all this paperwork, which I have nothing against paperwork. But when someone has an immediate need and you have an immediate resource, that resource needs to be provided for that need. And there should not be a delay, mm-hmm. you know, really? and that's why we're really working on the disaster because, you know, there's so many disasters that happen daily in in this world. And if somebody is there to help you, it just it makes you feel that there really is good in the world. So how do you decide so, yeah. what organizations you want to help or what people you want to help? Is it just whatever comes to you or do you want to focus each year? Does it change? Well, and it really is a God thing. I pray about it daily. What do you want me to do with this? Who do you want me to help? Uh, We do have our standard events that we do each year. Every December in Brittany's honor, and this came from one of my supporters years ago. She called me and she said, uh, Cook Children's Hospital had a fire and it burned at their warehouse and it burned some teddy bears. And I said, okay, do I need to donate some teddy bears? And they were like, no, you don't understand. Cook Children's gives... At that time, she told me 8,000 teddy bears a year mm-hmm. to patients, and they're called prayer bears, and the chaplains receive all the bears. They take them in the chapel. They pray over those bears before they give them to a child. I do know that when Brittany, because she uh, passed at Cook Children's, I received a bear. There was a bear for her, and you know they prayed over it, and so that's a whole nother book that we'll talk about uh, the chapel, but so every December we do bears from Brittany. So after the lady called me and told me she donated bears in Brittany's name, I said, how can I help? Mm-hmm. So she gave me the chaplain's number. I called the chaplain. 
who actually had been the chaplain when Brittany was there. So she remembered me. And um, so every year, I throughout the year, we collect teddy bears, mm-hmm. brand new teddy bears. And then we donate them the second Friday of December every year without fail at three o'clock. We were able to go in the chapel the first few years. And then uh, the pandemic hit till the chapel was closed. And we weren't able to do that. Uh, Still praying about it, but we may be able to do that this year. And if so, I'll let you know in advance and we'll do a nice little ceremony and we'll, you know, be with them while they dedicate the bears. Our goal is 200 bears this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually start around the middle of the year catching all the sales or people will donate bears. Uh, people have been sending me websites mm-hmm. to tell me where to get the bears, which is great. So I've done that. And, um, Earlier this year, a group home that we work with in Fort Worth, right next to Tremble Tech, mm-hmm. they, um, we work with them. So they surprised me in January and they called me on the 2nd and said, we bought 35 bears for you to donate to the hospital. Oh, that is So <laughs> I know I, I, I was very excited. So we make, so I donate. So we're already 35 up for the year. <laughs> we sleep 165 and we're working on that. So, um, that's our thing. Every December, we will always do bears from Brittany. Um, every October, we do trunk or treat. We started out doing trunk or treat with the Arlington Police Department. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. There's a lot of people. But we've since partnered with smaller churches, and I mean small with like 50 members or less. But they do a lot for our ministry, and in turn, we do things with them and for them. So every October, we do McIntosh Chapel in Grand Prairie, and that's Pastor Tony and Sister Pat McGuire. And so they work with our ministry year-round. And anytime we need a spot, we can use it. But we prefer to do our events in Arlington because we are Arlington based mm-hmm. but I mean, it's a free venue and access to people that live in the community that are very underserved and need the resources so we do trunk retreat every year as we will and the thing about our trunk retreat is I always call it a twist because we bring clothes food shoes toiletry yes we bring kids candy for the kids but we bring as many resources as we can Mm -hmm. to that location and the people that live in the apartments adjacent to it that they serve they're able to come over and get all the resources they need and it's it's always a wonderful thing we give out so many clothes at that event we service the parents and the kids and it's just something that we know that they look forward to and we do as well. And we know that we're going to be able to service 300 or more people. And that's always our goal to serve as many people as we can. Mm -hmm. So we just have, and then we rotate, um, the sickle cell came about, uh, our very first sickle cell event came about because I do have relatives that have sickle cell. And one of my great nieces was actually the speaker, Mm -hmm. a little known fact, my mom was the very first sickle cell anemia association volunteer in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. And our and so I volunteered with them when I was four years old. I stuffed oh, wow. envelopes. Mm-hmm. I answered the phone. Um, and it was the start of my volunteering between that and passing out the butter and the cheese with Uncle Andrew Evans. Um, that's the things that we used to do. So he was my babysitter after pre-K. So I got to go <laughs> with him and serve the homeless. 
So, and I used to tell people that was my job. My job was to serve the homeless and my job was to take care of people that didn't have things. And I was four years old. So I've been in this game for a minute and I absolutely love it. And I wouldn't trade anything for it. I absolutely love serving. That is definitely my gift. And I walk in my gift. So yes. So yes. So we did the sickle cell because of that. And it became something that I've never seen before in my life. I People were fascinated mm-hmm. about hearing the information about sickle cell and how it doesn't get the publicity or, you know, things because it is greater in our community. And since it is greater in our community, I want to bring that out and I want to invite everybody. I wanted people to come hear about how they suffer and how, you know, how it's an invisible disease. And uh, I know the lady brought up, my niece brought up how they are looked at as drug seekers, but they're in immense pain. And so mm-hmm. it's just mind blowing wow. to learn about For different diseases. Thing? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. And she was like uh, saying that she dresses up to go to the doctor mm-hmm. or the hospital because she doesn't want them to perceive her as, oh, she's just in here trying to get morphine. So it was very interesting to hear that. And for the people and I've been around sickle cell my whole life. So I knew a lot of it. But even I, who worked there, basically worked, um, didn't know those things because they're from a patient's point of view Mm -hmm. so it's very impactful and people have asked that we do that again and we will actually we will be doing a drive a blood drive and have information and so you know we want to do things that are going to reach the community but also our community there are things that we just don't know that have not been shared with us that we don't see not everybody's like you and I we go out and we seek these things. We seek information. We mm-hmm. read, we ask, we learn. Everybody's not going to do that. So it was eye-opening for a lot of the people there. Uh, we always do a Black history program. We always do something with Juneteenth. Uh, we do MLK. We try to do that every year, but this year it just, it wasn't something that we were going to do. But what I did is I took the funds we had reserved for that. And then I blessed some people that needed it, you know, like group homes. Actually, this year we blessed some women who had had just recently, they were incarcerated. So Mm -hmm. they had just gotten out. So they did a big party for them. And so we were able to contribute, I don't know, 200 pieces of jewelry Mm -hmm. and just things that we had. And they were very excited about it. I got to hug on them, but then I had to head to another event where we were passing out other items. So you might see us at a group home. You might see us at a shelter doing a Valentine's party. You might see us at school adopting the teachers because they need Mm -hmm. to be loved on. It's just a lot of things come to me from God because I'll sit there and go, what do I need to do next? And I do get a lot of referrals. I rarely turn anything down. And when I do turn down for being in, you know, present at an event, I still will send resources. If I have them, I'm going to give them. So I sent resources, I think, last week to an event that I was unable to attend because of all the funerals in our family. But it's just been eye opening. It's it's been the people you meet. I cry a lot after events. Um, 
I would pretty much say every time we feed the homeless on the way home, I thank God for the blessings that I have. I thank God for me being able to give blessings. And then I cry for people's situations mm-hmm. and, and to pray, you know, pray that God can move them. And I'm always excited when we go out feed the homeless or I'll go to shelters or whatever and I'll see people again mm-hmm. and they're in a better situation mm-hmm. and they'll have my card or they'll have we give prayer cards out to everybody everywhere and it's just amazing so it's it's always great to see somebody that has been delivered from whatever they've been going through and it's just we just like to do it <laughs> we well, love you, to do it you talk about the sickle cell event and the black history event. And I guess I should kind of describe at least the experience that I had. It was like a black history event and it was a panel discussion. And I think we talked about wealth building, different issues within the black community. And you had specific um, people who had been working in the community um, about five or six panelists but you also it was almost seemed like an expo because you had different vendors and organizations there to sell and promote their businesses writers fashion jewelry you had nonprofits. it's probably a good 10 to 20 organizations and then um you invited people in it was free a free event And, yes. you know, which was catered, you know, we had some delicious food. I always enjoy food. <laughs> it, it was, was good. really fun. And so I guess for me, I was like, okay, this is, she's trying to, you know, get donations and stuff, but also bring awareness to uh, uh, issue issues within the black community, but she's also helping black businesses at the same time. So I, that was eye opening for me. And I like Tony and I came uh, and I've Tony's been a guest on the show too. And we were both very impressed. We were like, Ooh, we'll come back to this one. (laughs) But I wanted to know why was it important for you to host or is it important for you to host events like this and include and make sure black businesses have that opportunity? Cause it was huge. I had a, a good time. Thank you. I I had a great time too. And it's so funny because I wrote a whole program and when everybody got there, I tore it up. I said, y'all got this. Do <laughs> what y'all are led to do. And they all went, what? I said, y'all got this. But uh, I really, honestly, and if anybody knows me, I think it's very important to highlight our community. I've always been an advocate. I've always been about diversity. Um. I've also been on some boards and with organizations where I was always the only one. And I felt like my voice wasn't heard. I felt like they wanted me to bring the pro players and all these, you know, all these fabulous things to the forefront. But to talk about hosting a black history program or things like that, oh, that was out. That was never gonna happen. And I thought after five years here and four years there, why am I serving on a board that is not serving my community? So I resigned and I resigned in love and I still love them, but I just did not want to continue to be with organizations that did not want me to speak about being black. I mean, if you look at me, I'm a little, yeah. <laughs> so, and we laugh about it, um, 
my kids growing up, they said, and now that I think about it, I guess I did. They said that uh, I would give them money for the book fair. Only buy black books, by black <laughs> authors. And so I said, did I say that? They said every year. And so my daughter taught history. So I thought that was, you know, full circle. She taught history for years in Arlington and Fort Worth ISD. But I just, my parents, us growing up, they talked about us being, you know, at the table. A lot mm -hmm. of times our parents would go and roll us in activities where they knew we were going to be the only black, but they wanted us to do our best. Basically, my daddy always would say, go out there and do better than everybody. So they're going <laughs> to know your name. I'm like, okay. I don't know that I told my kids that, but it was always something that we grew up knowing. Uh, I grew up, we would have school and then we'd go home and have school and we would learn black history. Mm -hmm. So when people say, oh, I didn't know this or I didn't know that, or just hit color history, you know, of all colors. And I'm like, y'all didn't know that? How come y'all didn't learn that? Because we didn't learn it at school. I'm like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. we learned it at our house. Right. I'm the last of 11 and I knew all the history because I had no choice. Mm -hmm. And I'm very thankful that my parents did that. I did not agree with always having to go out to different communities to play on teams, but now I see why they did that. And so I feel like with our ministry, we, we want to highlight our culture. Mm -hmm. And so... Doing the Black History thing was powerful. It was greater than I thought it would be. I had no idea that the millionaires were going to show up, which they're welcome to come to anything. If y'all are watching this, y'all come to everything we host. But it was just phenomenal. And to have you guys as vendors, I mean, you were the first person on my mind. I was like, okay, she's already paid. That's Thank my you. friend. I'm a little bit biased because she's my friend. But I read your book. so. You're welcome. Because I was like, um, matter of fact, I need to buy one from you for my sister's birthday next month. We'll talk about that. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> every author that I had come out, I have a personal relationship with, and I've read their books. And I just really wanted to highlight you guys, which you're out there. Everybody knows you, you know, your sorority sisters, your family, your church, people are promoting you. But the young authors, I really wanted people to see and know yeah. them. Now, Giles. Oh, Everybody listen. knows him. I, yep. I didn't even have to. Matter of fact, people ask me, is Giles going to be at your next event? <laughs> Giles is at every event that the doors are open. I will call him. Well, his mother, now he's older. I'll, Giles, you want to be a part? So it was great for y'all to meet each other. Mm -hmm. I feel like you mentored the them as well. <laughs> so it was just a great, I don't know. The event was, it was something that I can't explain. It was really good. <laughs> I got home and I thought this was great. And time. it was, it, it was great. And that was the last event that my sister attended, the one that just passed away. Mm. She was probably our, well, she was, she was our number one volunteer. If the car was moving or there was an event, she's like, pick me up, I'm dressed. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just, you know, I thank God that we're able to make an impact. And I, you know, Brittany's legacy lives on. I mean, she's been gone since 2001. Mm -hmm. And I love how I go to places, not even when I don't have my shirt on, they'll say, Brittany's Backpack Ministry. Some of them think my name is Brittany. So I just let them <laughs> ro roll with it till it's over. They go, Brittany, where are y'all going to be set up next? And I'm like, well, Brittany's Backpack Ministry is going to be set up. So it's just, 
I want it to be impactful, powerful. Like I said, I want our name to be associated with giving and, and love and all those things. Oh, I think it is. I did want to ask you, what are some challenges that you have faced in running the ministry, organizing it, anything? Have you faced anything and how did you deal with it? So one of the challenges has always been funds Mm -hmm. because I come up with elaborate ideas. (laughs) I will come up with an event. I've planned events with large organizations. Uh, Just I can't even think little when when I'm thinking about our events. I'm thinking, okay, it's probably going to be 300 people here, but they're going to need all this and that. And so I will plan an event. I've learned lately that I need to do a budget, but I will plan an event <laughs> that would be from the president of our other foundation that supports our foundation. He's like, Sandra, what's the budget? Um, yeah. So, and his thing is what, well, how many did you serve last year? How much money did you spend? So I just start saying 500 and then, okay, that's your budget. So I'm like, okay, I gotta make this happen for $500. And I do, but that's a challenge for me is that I don't want to stop thinking large. I don't think small. We don't have small events. We used to, but now we don't. And so I, my challenge is I need to do better about a budget. Uh, as far as volunteers, sometimes I have challenges. Um, they'll wait to the very last second to tell me they're coming. So I always, if I have 20 people saying they're going to volunteer, I can, I work my way to work with 10. So the other ones come, that's just gravy. But that's a challenge having volunteers. Um, so that's why I've opened it to when my val- volunteers come bring your kids because mm-hmm. their kids actually need to see it. And I found that that has been a challenge that I've turned into a great thing because kids are more comfortable with kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're older and we've been mentors forever. But when my daughter, who's way younger than me, when she comes out, the kids are more comfortable with telling her stuff that they wouldn't tell me and vice versa. So um, that was a challenge, but I've been working on it. So I would say budget is a challenge, volunteers. Um, And honestly, um, getting volunteered, not that it's a real big challenge, but I have in the past gotten volunteers that don't understand the assignment. We don't take pictures of them. Um, you want to post something on Facebook, you post a picture of the volunteers. You do not take pictures of people's children or people in dire straits. I personally, if I'm struggling, I don't want you to take my picture to make that a cause. Um, so I told people about it and we worked that out. But I was like, please do understand that they deserve as much or more respect as you because you volunteered to do this. This is a life that they didn't choose and they're already struggling. So what we're going to do is love, love, love on them. I hug everybody. I was so glad when the pandemic got better because I was, I was just like, oh, yeah, we oh we can't hug. So, <laughs> yeah, so we, we've done a lot. Okay. We, we have. What is your greatest accomplish, accomplishment? I would say, and this sounds so weird to associate with ministry, but like I said, I want people to know us as a certain way, uh, brand identity. It's a, it's a very 
uh, a very good thing that we have because people know that we're out there for a reason. Uh, one of the big accomplishments or the probably one of the best that we've done, I would say it's the Black History, but after that, uh, during the pandemic, I partnered with three other organizations. Yeah, three other nonprofits. And I was like, who is it? Nakisha, Alicia, and they are all chefs. Mm -hmm. And so we partnered and we had a lady who closed her restaurant every Wednesday. And this was like for about six months. She would close her restaurant every Wednesday and allow us to come in and they would cook during the day and mm -hmm. I would work. And when I got off work, I'd shoot down the street. It was down the street from my house. And so we would serve. They would make a thousand meals. They did that the first week. And that was all gone. So the next week we shoot for 1200. So I think we got up to 1800 mm. and we gave all those meals away. We it's, it was a restaurant on the corner of road to six flags and Collins. And we had college students from UTA out holding signs saying free food. Yeah, free food. And so they were directing them in and we were giving food away and the police would show up and, uh, they were like, what are y'all doing? And we tell them and they said, well, can I get a plate? I said, can you take a whole plate, you know, for everybody at the precinct and take it back? So they would come get plates every Wednesday because they knew it was going to be free. And we would call people from nursing homes and say, hey, come up here and get like 30 meals. And so it was so great for us to partner together mm -hmm. and to do that. And I think that that's a great accomplishment because a lot of people noticed it and a lot of people still talk about it, that we did that, that we just came out there. And, and so as they were giving away food, because everybody knows food is not my thing. It's just <laughs> not. I eat it. I don't like to cook. Same. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, not my thing. So I would do... And I was working from home. And like I said, I literally worked down the street mm -hmm. from the venue and we would start that at four. So I, while I was at work during my work day, I would put together toiletry packs, backpacks, whatever we had, whatever resources I had, we were giving them away and they were so grateful. And it's so crazy because we were giving away toilet paper and people were like, yeah, I'll get a plate, but I heard y'all had toilet paper. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so just it's crazy fill a need find a need fill the need and we I have never passed out any more product than hand sanitizer we have probably <laughs> given away and I'm sitting there pumping them in the little bottles from Amazon mm -hmm. we should get a frequent flyer card <laughs> for how many bottles I feel I have been on zoom calls with my other organization, our foundation, just, and they're like, are you doing hand sanitizers? Yeah, I've got to do 500. Okay. So yeah, gave away a lot of hand sanitizer, a lot of toilet paper, just various items that people need and toiletries. And I had a lot of stewardesses uh, and flight attendants that would give me like hotel bottles and mm -hmm. stuff. And we just make big old pack of that and give that away. So it's funny because if somebody offers a resource to me as a donation, I take it. And they're like, what are you going to do with it? I said, I don't know yet. I'm going to do something. <laughs> I'm going to do something. So, yeah, I've given daycares items. I've given the school all kind of um, underwear. Weird. Brand new underwear. Somebody had donated a thousand pieces. I'm like, what are we going to do with this? And Tiffany said, you know, the school nurse always needs extra. Girl, we took it all over to the school. <laughs> 
they are very happy and so were we. <laughs> so it's just, just fill a need. If we can do it, that's, that's our goal. Our goal is to never have to say no. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so you talk about organizations that you partner with and you've talked about your daughter and your sisters. Are these the people who have been instrumental in helping make Britney's Backpack Ministry a success? You want to talk about that a little more? Yes. So first and foremost, uh, that would be Tiffany, my daughter. She has just, she goes with the flow. She might get tired of me, but she never <laughs> says it. All right, Tina, we're doing this. Okay. And so she's so good. And she is the logistics person. Mm -hmm. Like, mom, we need to do this. You know, I have stuff over here, stuff over there. No, no, no. She's an educator and she's a logistics person. So she's going to make sure people sign in and we get everybody registered. We get our incline donations done, keep the receipts. So she keeps me on track. Um, my sisters, even the ones that aren't local, are just excellent with this ministry. They were my first supporters. They were buying the T-shirts, you know, making sure this got done. Uh, inviting their people in, telling everybody, and they love to brag on their little sister. My sister works out at the YMCA at the William McDonald. She tell everybody that that's my sister. Uh huh. That's my ministry. Uh huh. She taking donations. What you got? I was like, Are you bullying people? Or are you just getting donations? <laughs> but it's so. I would say first and foremost is Tiffany, then my siblings and my classmates. Uh, class of 84, they rock. They will, I'll say, hey, y'all, this is what we're doing. And they show up and show out. Um, definitely my friends, all my other friends. And then my coworkers, no matter where I work, they said that I just make them not say no. Um, there's always a bag on my desk. There's always something under my desk. It's a donation. I try to give them receipts. They're like, uh-uh, I just want to get it. Um yeah. And then the other nonprofits, mm -hmm. you know, we've formed on, I guess we have like a union of this nonprofit does that. This is their wheelhouse. If I get something that I'm not going to use, I'm going to give it to Nikisha. Oh, okay. Like people want to give me canned food and stuff. What am I going to do with it? I'm, I'll give it away. But in, in reality, who's going to give canned food to the homeless that doesn't have a pop top? So if you give me something that I can't use, trust and believe y'all give it to me. It's going to Nikisha, Alicia, Felicia, one of the chefs that you see me post on Facebook. And that is their name. And so, <laughs> yes. And they, <laughs> yes, those ladies, they will take whatever I give them and turn it into gold. And so I like that. Um, be, the homeless is not our total focus. Mm -hmm. We just do that because we do it, but that's not our wheelhouse either. So I am receiving so many clothes like right now. And um, my coworker bundled and labeled by size all the clothes and bagged them up separately. So those are things that I would give to like my friend Rhonda. She has an organization. She feeds the homeless every Saturday without fail on her property for mm -hmm. years. I'll make sure that I earmark things for her, but it's just, it, it, it's a family affair. It's a friend affair. It's uh, yeah. Beautiful. And we all, we get together. Most of my events, I don't 
sponsor. I sponsor mm -hmm. a lot of, I, I sponsor maybe six to eight a year, but other, you'll see me working with Metro Sports, Larry. He's, um, he's a great guy and he does so much for the community. And I've partnered with him and his organization for years. They give away Nike shoes. So we provide the socks, you know, we try to be, um, do something that's going to go along with what they're doing. Uh, he's all about education and sports. And so it just depends on what an organization is doing and how we can fit together and work together. What do you enjoy most about the work that you do? What I enjoy most, honestly, is the smiles on people's faces, the conversations that I have with the people that we serve. Um, a lot of times, they feel inferior. And then for them to hear our story, I'm like, I was a single mother with two sick children. Um, I mean, I've done, you know, I've had to use resources, not really because I have a family, but I just want them to feel like the resource is available. And just because this is your down season, it's not going to always be this way. And I love interacting with the people. I do. Yeah. Now, if you see me with a picture with them, I said, can I post this? You know, I ask people because I'm not going to be sitting there posting pictures. But usually you'll see happy pictures because I want to get them when they're feeling good, mm -hmm. you know, and then if they want to post a picture. But I just like interacting with people. You know, I'll talk to anybody <laughs> in a minute. And I love serving people. And I, I just do. It's just my gift. Oh, I love that. So <laughs> I have one more question and then we'll okay. wrap up. Um, you have taken your grief and used it, you know, to the benefit of yourself and others. So any advice for grieving mothers or anybody wanted to do this work or how to process and use their pain really for a purpose? Yes, exactly. So I... I would say involved prayer. I had to pray about everything. After I lost Brittany, I was in such a fog and I tried to be strong and not cry. You know, I think I was trying to be strong for everybody. And so I had a total breakdown in Walmart. I went to Walmart one day and I saw school supplies. Now the joke with the backpack is every day I would come in the house and trip over Brittany's backpack because mm -hmm. she'd put it by the door and it would just be full of stuff. And so I was like, put your backpacks up. And she's like, I need to be ready to go and I need to be ready to go. So <laughs> six years old, where are you going? But, uh, <laughs> but I did, I, I just stood there in the aisle at Walmart crying and that was the first time, and that was before I went back to school. That was the first time I thought, I've got to do something with this pain, and I've got to turn it into a purpose, mm -hmm. like you said. And so I enrolled at Arlington Baptist, and I start going, so started going there in January of 2009, and I formed my ministry not too long after that. So for me, crying at Walmart, having a total breakdown about seeing something that really made me think of my daughter, to praying to God to give me a direction to go mm -hmm. to minimize this grief. Um, oh, and then at my church, uh, speaking to grieved mothers, um, I thought I was going to be spoken to and Reverend Canadians tricked me and he said, oh, 
yes, yeah, so you're one of the speakers. And I said, what? So, and I got up and the women asked me questions and they said, how do you deal with it? How do you smile every day? I said, I smile every day because I think of the fact that Brittany is no longer in pain. And she was in a lot of pain. She was in a lot of pain. Every To have an asthma attack one to two times a day, that's a lot. And so I told them, as I would tell anybody listening, uh, try to refocus, uh, you know, try to focus on something that's positive that that person left with you because Brittany left a lot of fun stuff with me, a lot of stories, um, a lot of artwork and just journal. I do recommend that people journal. I still have all my journals in the room. I journaled whether I was happy, whether I was sad, whether I just, I questioned God. So I wrote letters to him. Um, and just counseling. Oh my gosh. So I went to counseling for a year and a half. And when I tell you I would do it again, it was the <laughs> best thing because we went to group counseling with other people who were grieving, you know, similar losses. And so we would go every Wednesday, it was Christian counseling. It was at my church mm -hmm. and it was, and it's no charge. And it was just powerful to hear other people's stories and to hear other people going through the same thing you were going through because mm -hmm. I was mad for a hot minute and I'm a happy jolly person <laughs> but I was real mad and mm -hmm. people would ask me something and I think I was snappy and after I realized that like after a week I was like okay I might need to go talk to somebody because this is not me I'm really nice but I was snapping <laughs> at folks I, I snapped at my daddy he said I'm gonna let you grieve so I said okay I might want to chill on the snappiness because it wasn't me. And mm -hmm. I know it's just one of the stages of grief. And then once I went to counseling and I started journaling and I read the book, I was like, oh, this is the phase that I just went through. Mm -hmm. Whew, I'm glad it's over. So, yeah. And it's just a weight that we're going to carry. We're always going to be in that group of parents who have lost their children. But there's an upside to that. And that's that we can use our grief and turn it into something that can help others through their process. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I've had to kind of counsel a lot of ladies who and men who have gone through what I'm going through. Hence the funeral I went to yesterday, my friend lost her daughter, Brittany. And so she said to me, I'm going to need you. I'm going to lean on you because our Brittany's are together. And so that makes me think less of what I'm going through and more of what someone else is going through because it's fresh and it's raw with them. And it's, she hasn't gone through those stages. Mm -hmm. So you want to help someone through the process, but you're also helping yourself. And I, I stay journaling. I grab journals all the time. I want to write down how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And I would like to tell the story in book form uh, about the last days of Brittany's last two months were very, very, very impactful. And uh, she actually passed right after September the 11th. And from that day until the day she passed, she said something every day that as I look back, I'm like, wow, she had a private conversation with God that none of us knew about. Mm -hmm. And it was a long conversation because one of the last things she said to me is I'll never have to do that again. Well, who says that at eight? Yeah. And yeah. So, but she didn't say it in a way that I'm sad. She says, I'll just never have to do that again. Mm. What do you mean you'll never have to do homework again? Girl, you got homework tomorrow. No, I'll never have to do that again. 
And I'm never going to forget that. And so a lot of these things that you think would make you really sad, I look back at them and I kind of smile. I'm like, that little girl knew stuff we didn't know. Mm -hmm. So it's, yes, you can carry your grief. It's never going to go away. But use it for, for the good. I try to use it for the good because I'm thankful that my daughter was able to get medicine and able to go to the doctor because we had those funds. And then I look at these kids out on the street and I'm like, they can't even go to the doctor. So what can we do to make their quality of life better? Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's, I don't know if that's enough, but (laughs) they can always call me because I will talk you through and walk you through because I, I smile every day thinking about something Brittany did or said because she was a toot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. This has been totally, I've enjoyed it. It's been very powerful and I appreciate you coming. I always play a game or ask my questions, just silly questions at the end. I try to change it up every season. And this season (laughs) I just came up with um, either or you got to pick one. So um, Costco or Sam's. Ah, I'm going to say Sam's because <laughs> okay. I worked there for 13 years. Okay. <laughs> Target or Walmart? Oh, Target. <laughs> <laughs> I worked there too. <laughs> okay. Marvel or DC comics? I say, I say uh, Marvel. Okay. Um, football or baseball? Baseball. Okay. Um. Mary J. Blige or Beyonce? Mary J. Blige. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so and I you, said that with conviction. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your top five gospel singers? Okay. I like Doe. Mm-hmm. I like Jonathan McReynolds. Oh, I love him. <laughs> what is that name? The guy's name just slipped me. He sings No Complaining. Uh, not Fred. That's not Fred. No, he's a young guy, and I think he was uh-huh. on Kirk's show. I do love me some Kirk, our, our hometown guy. <laughs> oh, Maverick City. Can I just oh, say yeah. them? Okay. <laughs> and then, um, Kara Sheard, that girl. Oh, I love her. <laughs> I do too. You know, I've been listening to Leandria a lot lately. That uh, I love her. She would be me. number six. Oh. I can listen to that all. She just gives me goosebumps. She and does. I'm like, That's I don't. She song. just goes to a place where I'm like, woo. Just thinking <laughs> about. <it. laughs> okay, you know, you, I like all the oldies but goodies. But oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. So when your life is over, you talked about this song. I want you to say it again. When your life is over, what do you want to be remembered for? What do you want your legacy to be? Or what do you want the ministry's legacy to be? Okay. Um, When my life is over, and I've had this conversation with people before, before, I said, I want to be remembered for giving. I want to leave here broke. And people (laughs) tell me, don't say that. I do. I want to leave here with leaving my daughter, everything I can leave her, leaving a legacy from Sandra and from Brittany's Backpack Ministry that we started to help those in need feel good about themselves and receive the resources that they need. Okay. Well, thank you. I so thank appreciate you. you coming and doing this for me. Where can people find you? Yes. 
Okay, so you can find us on all social media, I believe. I know that uh, it's Brittany's Backpack Ministry on Facebook, Mm -hmm. also on Instagram. I don't do Twitter, but apparently we're on there. Um, (laughs) I, I have a millennial. And also, we have a wonderful website, which is Brittany's Backpack Ministry dot org. Check it out. It has our calendar, upcoming uh, not just events, but like I said, our initiative that we're wanting to do. Um, I think one of the initiatives from our leading board is to do 10,000 backpacks and they want to do backpacks for teachers at the school. So you have the resource as a teacher in your closet. This kid comes in, his parents are unable to get anything for him. You get him by himself, let the other students go, you know, to, you know, to protect their feelings. They don't want everybody to know that they're in need. And then you can go to that closet and you can give them what they need. So that, that's something that we want to do. But that's Brittany's BackpackMinistry.org. Find us on Facebook and engage with us. We love that. Okay. I will make sure I put the information in the okay. description box. And thank you again. Have a good day. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. It was wonderful. Well, that's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Tracy J. Cass. You can find me on Facebook at Author Tracy J. Cass. Be sure to visit my web website, TracyJCast.com, and sign up for my newsletter to get exclusive content. Also, Make sure to subscribe, share with a friend, and give me a five-star review. That's it. See you all next week. Have a great day.